Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. If you're an English cricket supporter, you might as well end up bother turning up and watching the telly today because it's not that flash. SCNZ cricket commentator Anthony Hutto Hudson joins us right now. Hello, mate. How are you? Nice to talk to you again. I'm good, sir. How are you, mate? Yeah, I am good. Uh, quick question. Are you okay and safe? Because I see in the media uh, there was a bit of COVID running around the place, and I want to know that you're okay. <laughs> Yes, I'm absolutely fine. Uh, but it was a day of drama yesterday. Not for the first time, COVID having an influence on this test match. Obviously, more significantly in the first day with Pat Cullens. But we arrived at the Adelaide Oval yesterday and I had no inclination except the, the lift I went to go up in uh, suddenly had these blokes uh, and girls wearing lots of extra masks and uh, white mm. gear and... Um, hazmat, I think as they call it. Yep. Uh, they were cleaning the lift anyway and we weren't allowed to use that one and didn't think too much of that, but then go up to the box and they're cleaning the BBC and the ABC box, so I thought, oh, they, they could come and clean my hotel room, that'd be <laughs> nice, but uh, I, I soon found out why, and that was because unfortunately one of the uh, one of the young members of the BBC team had, had tested positive. Um, he'd had the six-day test, which we all had to have coming into South Australia, and, uh, and therefore the BBC and the ABC were off air or uh, they had to uh, do it from a studio elsewhere in the country I think and uh, and so we're all everyone then was going well you know he's he's uh, spoken to me or I had a drink with him or her or um, are we in trouble but it turned out that um, it was just those two and uh, there was a couple of other people that had been linked but it was just those two teams so the rest of us could could go about once they cleaned the area we could go about our normal jobs but it definitely fair to say it was there was tension around and and you know a number of media organizations sort of covering themselves with with some people leaving and so forth yeah. given that we're within a week to go to christmas and there's the seven day um quarantine uh, if you are deemed a close yeah. contact in, in Adelaide. So a lot of nervous people wondering whether they could get home for Christmas. Is it, is it, is it putting a pressure on you doing your job properly? Because, you know, it's, we, we're, we're living in these crazy times. We haven't sorted it properly, COVID. I mean, does it make your job harder just with that sitting on your shoulder? It does a little bit. Um, I mean, it's certainly there's different protocols which we've all had to get used to in terms of like we had an interview with Mitchell Stark that got cancelled um, and the, the press conferences have now gone back to being on Zoom um, so there's those practical things but yeah there is definitely that other element of 
uncertainty. We're working with Mike Atherton and he's sort of going, why, why did I come? Um, uh, it's probably, though, as weird as it sounds, when we get back to Melbourne and then Sydney, because there's so much COVID there, the rules are, are actually less stringent, which seems ridiculous, but they're less stringent around yeah, contacts and that sort of thing. So, I mean, there's two elements where you have an anxiety. You have an anxiety about catching the disease, yeah. where, which everyone has now got to a point here, well, most people anyway, unless you have an yeah, underlying health issue that where it's just kind of, well, you know, we, we've, we're vaccinated and, um, and hopefully we'll be fine. Um, but then there's the issue of being caught in some sort of protocol where you're locked away in quarantine and, and either you can't do your job or you can't get back to your family. So there's no doubt it, 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 does, it does make you think twice, probably, to answer your question about whether it's actually worth travelling somewhere when you can contain the situation better by, by you know, as we've done in a lot in the last 18 months, by commentating from a studio, which is nowhere near as much fun. Yeah, Hello, before we break down how poor the English have been, Steve Smith is the skipper in for Pat Cummins. What have you made of this? It's, it was an obvious replacement, but does it feel right again? I don't think anyone really knows still whether it feels right. I think Steve has really enjoyed it. And, I, and good, good luck, I say, in terms of that. Um, you know, um, I think everyone... Uh, deserves a, a second chance and I think the only thing and, and I think you know, a lot of people believe that and now whether you, he had to necessarily come back and be captain I'm not sure but I think the only thing that sticks in the craw a little of some people is that it was never really fully explained exactly what he did or, or what they did I mean it was kind of only partially investigated so I think that's part of it. It's actually been fully laid on the table what happened and then people have been able to get their head around it and then said, right, okay, you've, you've done your time. Then it may be slightly different, but in terms of how it feels, it feels fine. Like, he, he he's the captain. He, I think he's in, he enjoyed, as a batsman, particularly in the first innings, he enjoyed being in there with the responsibility on his shoulders. Um, so he hasn't quite reached his, his same form with the bat. He showed glimpses of it in the first innings. He was out three times effectively yesterday, so um, it, it hasn't been the easiest wicket, though, to, to really bat with complete confidence on, so maybe that's played a part. But yeah, t- Getting back to your question, I'm not fully sure that everyone knows exactly how to feel about Steve Smith being back as captain, but yeah, but I don't have an issue with it. I think in, yeah, in time, um, it, it's okay. Yeah, well, considering you're, you're on top on this test and it looks like you're going to just roll them, uh, it doesn't really matter, does it? 386 runs the English need, and now they're saying they might have got their selections wrong. Uh, that is that is a paltry excuse, isn't it? Well, actually, they've had two sessions the last two days where they've looked a lot better for a period. There was Milan and Ruth the day before, and then first hour yesterday they bowled really well and I think they got their line I think they got their lengths wrong. it's easy to say it's much easier to say this from the outside but I think they definitely got their bowling lengths wrong they bowled the ball too uh, too short on that first day they were worried about going for too many runs but they looked much better yesterday when they put the field in front of the wicket and pitched the ball up and, and the Australians did struggle for, for quite a while um, it does seem they, they didn't have a spinner, and, and I understood why because Leach was smashed out of the attack 
in Brisbane, but they needed a spinner here. They really did. So they had to probably hold their nerve and, and play Leach uh, one more time. Again, it's you know, there was a lot of people saying that they shouldn't do that. So, But, yeah, and even the whole thing of saving Anderson and Broad for Adelaide, well, they... Broad's probably been better than Anderson. Anderson's been okay, but yeah, pretty much anything they've tried hasn't really worked. So, um, and then poor old Joe Root, he cops one, uh, oh, you know, where. Ow. You know, clackers. Right in the pre-game, clackers. Uh, a pregame, a pregame with the dog stick, the, the fielding coach or the spinning coach just throwing a few down, and he didn't have the protector on, and so he cops one, has to go up to the hospital, he gets the scan. And then Mitchell Stark last night. I don't know why we all laugh, but we all do. But uh, we're boys. That's why we laugh. <laughs> what was that? We're boys. That's why we laugh. It's cheap humour. Yeah, yeah, I, I think when he was uh, not so much when he got hit, but when he was trying to run between wickets, it <laughs> was quite. It was quite humorous. But it's a bit sad if you're going to have any hope of an, another Adelaide Christmas miracle, then Joe Root had to be there uh, when play starts later today, but he, he's, he, he won't be. So now it's down to Ben Stokes and, and getting some support elsewhere. But, yeah, it's, it's a matter of time. And then Australia 2-0 up, and, and then things really have pretty much slipped away. Um, and getting back to your, your question about England selection, then they've got to decide whether they make changes or not and bring players in that haven't played, that have had a few nets, or they just stick with what they've got. All righty, let's look. Let's talk about impressive performances. I, I can't go past Nathan Lyons and Mitchell Stark when it comes to your attack. Yeah, well, Mitchell Stark, he's the best pink bowler uh, historically, best pink ball bowler uh, in day nights, and uh, over 50 wickets now. You know, that little bit of extra movement. He bowled well. He was good again last night, four wickets in the first innings. Nathan Lyon was um, unlucky, really, not to have success last night. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, off-spinners get a bad rap, and maybe fair enough, but when you've got an off-spinner that is uh, fighting the ball, getting that overspin, but also turning it, and they're bowling to left-handers, then it, it is a great uh, a great contest. And it was last night. He, as I said, he didn't get a lot of luck, but he's bowled really well, Nathan Lyon. He, he seems to love Adelaide, and he... he um, he also seems to get good uh, assistance in the day-night fixtures. So, yeah, both of those have been good. Richardson uh, was a bit better last night and, and picked up a couple of wickets, so he's been OK and, and Nice has been OK. But, yeah, there's no doubt they've been the, the two bowlers, two major bowlers. And, and Cam Green, as well, is really coming on as a, as a bowler. Yeah, like we, I'm just looking at the bowling scorecard from 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 yesterday, right? That 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 second innings for the English, and the one thing that stands out incredibly is how good this Australian attack is, is the economy rates and, and the the amount of maidens they are bowling. Richardson and Mitchell Stark both had four maidens. Lyon three, Nessa two, Cameron Green two. Of of fairly sizable and uh you know sessions, and that must be it's like having a bag of, a bag of riches at your disposal for the Australian coaching team. Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of things. One, England weren't really looking for runs, so. Um that probably helps from that point of view. And also, it hasn't been an easy wicket to score quickly on. Australia's innings have been warped a bit by the fact that in both innings they've had the middle and lower order come in and give the ball a whack in search of quick runs to get England in under the light. So um, it hasn't been an easy wicket. But, I mean, your point is still very much valid. Uh, you know, Australians, uh, you know, even Mitch Stark, who normally goes for a uh, yeah, three and over or even more at times only went at under two and over 
So yeah, very accurate. Um, they know what they know what they're doing. They're a very professional outfit, and to lose two of the best bowlers in the world and then still have a very you know solid and, and balanced attack, it does show the depth that Australia have in bowling at the moment. That's for sure. If you're looking towards the Boxing Day Test and you're England and you look at these, how you, I wouldn't say skittled, but you you disposed of Australia fairly cheaply at 239. Admittedly, it was declared. Uh, you know, you only had Lobachain and also Head on 51. Would you be encouraged by that? Yeah, I think you'd be encouraged by, as I said, how they bowled yesterday morning when they pitched the ball up on. Now, whether that will be the best method to take into Melbourne, you'll have to, we'll have, to have a look at the wicket. But from what I'd seen previously in our Shield games, there was a bit of... Um, yeah, there was a bit of movement in the Melbourne pitches, so I think they can take some encouragement. As I said, I think Anderson and Broad have bowled pretty well. I think Robinson's bowled well. He even actually bowled some spin um, yesterday. And Stokes has been, um, yeah, he's used different tactics at times. He's, he's topped a bit of a whack. Um, but I, I think they'll bring Wood back in for Melbourne instead of Wokes. It'll leave their batting a bit weaker because Wokes can actually bat, but it'll give them their best chance with the ball. So I think. There has been some positives with the ball in this series, um, but ultimately Australia have normally found a way, and more significantly with the bat, England just have not had enough support for Root in Milan. You know, Stokes, Burns showed a bit of fight, probably enough to mean he'll get another test match. But, yeah, it's hard to see, to be honest, it's hard to see this being anything other than 4 or 5 nil. but... I actually hope I'm wrong. I hope we get a much more competitive England team in Melbourne. Well, that's what you want. That's what cricket fans want. They want the Ashes to be combative and competitive. And you look at it now and you're going, it's, from your perspective, from our perspective, probably just uh, slightly dis- disappointing. Yeah, I know. More than slightly, I think. It's, um, I'm very excited about working on the Ashes series and still am. But, it, yeah, you, as you said, you want a contest and you're sitting at home, you're in the car or wherever you're consuming your cricket, you want a contest. You want that bat and ball, the battle to be relatively even and you want both sides under pressure at different times. And we, we've had a little bit of that, um, you know, even yesterday when they, that first hour and England took three for 14 or whatever it was, it, it, it changed the feel in the ground. You can feel the tension of people are on the edge of their seats. But, yeah, unfortunately, haven't quite had enough, particularly from an English point of view. How many hours do you give the English today? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, if they make it through the first session, they'll be doing well, I think. Yeah. We, usually you get one partnership in this scenario where you start to go, oh, if, I, if these two stay together for this or that, or, <laughs> you know, and you start projecting ahead. But, yeah, I, I think a fifth-day wicket, um, you know, even though it's it's far from the worst fifth-day wicket I've ever seen, yeah, there'll be enough in it for Australia. And as we've said there, they're pretty brittle England and Australia's bowling that uh, that's pretty deep, so to speak. So uh, yeah, I think if they get through the first session, uh, it, much beyond that, I'll be surprised. Anthony, as always, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, have an, aw- an awesome day, and please uh, make sure you don't end up having to wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> if I can get him to clean my hotel room out before I go, that'd be good. Wow, how, mess, how messy are you? Uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Thanks, buddy.